0: Brian Whitman's voices, Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the Morning Answer.
1: Thanks for joining us on your Monday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn with you in LA County making news once again. Uh, not for the good stuff, guys. Nope. This is about another impending. Impending doom coming your way, actually. A shutdown, uh, further shutdowns could be on the way in L.A. County. There was a surge of coronavirus cases over the weekend. That, according to the L.A. Times, has alarmed L.A. County officials who say they now may consider imposing a curfew and taking other health measures in an effort to stem the spread of COVID-19. And
0: here, very quickly, numbers so people appreciate the number. It's information. Saturday and Sunday that just passed today, of course, Monday. Good morning and thank you for being here. They are the two consecutive days in L.A. County. It has not happened. Numbers like this have not been seen over 3,000 since mid-July going back to the summer. So it was 3,780 new cases. County public health officials recorded Saturday, Jen. That's the highest one-day total since mid-July. And then Sunday was still over 3,000, 3,061 Cases. Uh, The County Department of Health expected, as you say, to propose a new set of recommendations for the Fab Five, the board of supervisors, after this information here. It's uh, that's the context here. And Eric
1: Garcetti was out this weekend uh, as mayor, maybe soon to be Biden cabinet member, if that's the direction things go. And he was talking about uh, what we need to do for Thanksgiving. Remember the state and Eric Garcetti, so both Newsom and Eric Garcetti saying you should really just cancel Thanksgiving this year. Here's the mayor from CNN this weekend. So it's
2: not about whether a store is open or not. It's about your and my behavior. It's about whether we think, well, I know that person, so I'm familiar with them. I can hang out with them. And then three other people tomorrow and then three other people the next night and three other people the next night in my backyard or maybe we go indoors and we open a window those things are what's causing the spread so to me it's really getting people to realize cancel those vacation plans right now do not sneak in other households for thanksgiving get a chicken instead of a turkey or a small turkey do those things to me the mantra is two things don't share your air and don't do stupid things we all now are smart and we know the difference between stupid behavior and smart behavior There will be people who die because of our behavior if we don't go back to that, you know, disciplined way that in March, April and Merit. May we we're able to bend this curve down.
0: And we know the difference between liars and self-important jackasses and those who aren't. How dare the lawyers when you talk like that? <laughs> well, no, I uh, no, no, I'm making you hot. Yeah, uh, it's a public... no, I am who I am, folks. I swear if you... it comes from me thinking public health is something that matters. Mayor Garcetti, to say these things. That we ought not see, be with people. Do that. I understand that. And when he says those things, and he said those things, I've understood. However, today, the fact that he's not saying out loud that that carefree flows right out of his soup cooler with no, you know, just. Behave better. It's about your behavior. Well, guess what, Eric? The one leading this whole show up in Sacramento, Governor Gavin Newsom, did exactly, demonstrated exactly, late last week the behavior that your self-righteous, self-important, stupid is standing there telling all of us is so bad. Yep. That's in- why people lose faith. In government and clowns like that guy who calls himself a mayor in the days of a global
1: pandemic that has fallen on Los Angeles County, get out of the office, Eric. He's get in, out. They're infuriating. Both of them are infuriating. So over the weekend, you heard Garcetti say that you should get a chicken instead of a turkey. Just cancel Thanksgiving, you know. Because we already have a turkey. It's him. Don't matter. You know when he said you should get a small turkey. I'm like, dude, we already have you. You're a small little turkey. And get a
0: set of stones and call your governor. I know he's a statewide official and excore. Him for publicly, and this has my, been my criticism of Trump, and it's my criticism of Gavin Newsom for behavior in the public arena that is totally inappropriate. So, Eric, take all that anger that you're directing at the people who voted you in, your subjects, and have the stones, as we'd say back on Staten Island, call Gavin Newsom and with greater enthusiasm because it's more significant and consequential when the governor is at a restaurant, not socially distancing while he spends all day telling people to cancel Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. And what Brian's talking about. So we had the mayor talk about that. Then we have L.A. County come out this weekend and say, well, Mm -hmm. coronavirus cases are high. So we're going to implement a curfew because, you know, the virus only comes out at certain times a day. So we're going to follow the science and make a curfew on businesses including restaurants including retail that's one of their their threats for this week after businesses have already been damaged they're saying that they're going to go into the most restrictive tier again meaning that all of the salons all of the businesses that have just moved indoors will probably have to move outdoors once again. It's a travesty. Then you have Gavin Newsom, who is leading this whole effort in the state. And as Brian just said, looking like the biggest hypocrite on the planet today, because on Friday, the San Francisco Chronicle, which is not a conservative publication, is found out and ran with a story that Gavin Newsom was at the French Laundry, which is one of the most expensive restaurants in California. And he was there with members of Families, up to 12 different families, by the way, and we don't know how many people San Francisco Chronicle said he was there with 20. They people. say more
0: than three families. And the governor has said you should, that's the number, three different families. And there were dozens of people there. And it was inside a restaurant and file it under Nancy Pelosi in the salon, file it under public health. And uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie on the beach with his family when the rest of the state's beaches are closed. It is this overt demonstration, this sort of as my mom used to say, "Rub it in your face" kind of demonstration of power greater than we have.
1: And I just
0: at a time when some people are scared to death and some are fighting for their lives shame on these people who call themselves leaders who can't rise to this moment if you can't rise up and at least not go to the restaurant and Mayor Garcetti if you can't at least he acknowledge.
1: Refrain. If he's asking us to do all these things, he should be following by the same rules. And one of the problems I had early on with him is that he had a lot of business closures. Yet his winery, jack is still open and, and in business. Speak of so, here, yes, and this is Gavin Newsom. So the hypocrisy is rich, and I think it, it does matter. If you're going to have leaders that are imposing this, well, then they should be abiding by those things. If you don't, if he just said, you know what, to, to each his own, do your thing, I wouldn't care if he was eating at the French Laundry or not good for him if he wants to do it. But Andrew Cuomo did the same thing this weekend. And then just this just shows everybody is going absolutely nuts and they're all getting political. Over the weekend, Cuomo said that he wouldn't actually dole out the uh, the vaccines if they are approved before Trump leaves office because he doesn't trust him. What about the people in his state, those frontline workers, the senior citizens, the teachers who are wanting to take this vaccine because he doesn't like President Trump? He doesn't want to roll it out. It's disgusting. I'll do this
0: in, in, in just a couple of seconds to Eric. And to Newsom up there in Sacramento, whether you guys know it or not, the closures, the restrictions, all of us are appreciating it and it doesn't feel good. It actually stinks. So to see you demonstrate the forbidden behavior suggests to us that all we're going through because we can't do those things might, might not be real because guess what? You're the guy who's leading the charge against doing them. And when you think cameras aren't on you, you do them.
1: Yeah. So
0: you have betrayed us and violated our and, and insulted our intelligence. It's like and Chuck you're making sure. us feel. You're Las making Hake. us
1: feel. Terrible. When the when the camera came around, he strapped that mask on real fast. All right. Are you concerned about the volatility of your investments? As an investor with traditional investments, including IRAs, I'm concerned about the stock market and how printing so much money out of thin air for stimulus will affect the value of the dollar ultimately. I heard my friend Seb Gorka talk about Midas Gold Group, and I know owning precious metals adds safety and stability to savings and investment portfolios. So I finally spoke to Midas Gold Group for myself. And what a wonderful experience it was. There were no pushy salesmen. Their knowledgeable professionals, know everyone's needs are different, and they treat each person accordingly. So I encourage you to check out Midas Gold Group for yourself. Meet with them or call them. Call to schedule an appointment and ask for their free IRA guide on how to use your IRA to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call 805-601-6000. That's 805-601-6000. I get gold from Midas Gold Group, and I believe you should too. Call them 805-601-6000. As we continue, all eyes on Georgia. Will Joe Biden make an appearance to try to rally his troops? We'll talk about it as your Monday Morning Answer continues.
0: The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to the answer.
1: Thanks for joining us on your Monday Morning Answer, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And Brian, I want to just um, take a break from the politics, from the MAGA March, and talk about a gem to uh, Los Angeles, to uh, the sport of baseball. And I don't want it to be sad because I want to celebrate the uh, the life and give you some some good news about Tommy Lasorda who is 93 years old and some sad news over the weekend Uh, the Dodgers came out and said he had been admitted into intensive care at an intensive care unit in Orange County that's where he lives, he lives in Fullerton and uh, he was admitted to the hospital a week ago his condition took a turn for the worse he was hooked up to a ventilator and was sedated, that's when I found out about this last week they hadn't come out and said that yet and then over the weekend the Dodgers say that he's resting comfortably, I had heard that he was Actually off the ventilator, which may be some good news for Tommy Lasorda. But they were asking for prayers and privacy at this time. The Dodgers sending out a tweet about the condition of one of our icons, Tommy Lasorda '93, and the reason I say I don't want to be sad about this because
0: we're we're saying get well, we're rallying, we're
1: rallying for him. But here's the coolest thing: Tommy Lasorda, and we were talking about this on the break, is. A lot of athletes live and breathe their sport, and I'm not trying to take that away from them. I would say Tom Brady is someone who is fantastic. He lives and breathes his sport. Sure. But then there are people who take it with them for life, and it becomes really the fibers of who they are. And Tommy Lasorda is one of those people. He, I'm pretty sure right now in Orange County they got a surprise when they took some blood from him and they saw that it was blue because it was Dodger <laughs> blue, and it runs through his entire body. And the reason I say that is because he – I believe people live with purpose, right? And when you have a purpose, you hear a lot of stories about people who retire and they pass away after working their whole life in retirement early on. Tommy Lasorda stayed vibrant enough to get to Texas and watch the Dodgers win the world series just a couple of weeks ago. And so I am so sad to tell you that he is sick, but I am happy in my heart that the guy who has been waiting to see the Dodgers win another championship, got to see it and he got to see it a couple of weeks ago and my prayers are with him. I hope he makes a full and strong recovery, but it gives me great happiness that he got to see that just a few weeks ago.
0: And as we send from the morning answer and everyone here get well wishes to Tommy Lasorda and we're behind him. I'm not a doctor. I'm a lot lower on the smart scale than to ever say I'm a doctor there. I'm reading that some of the challenges that Tommy Lasorda is dealing with in the hospital are related to his heart. Right. I have reason to believe that he can recover and get well because. There's a heart there. Mm -hmm. I saw it after I heard the crack of a bat in 1988 when a jubilant Tommy Lasorda ran.
1: (laughs) Jumping. (laughs)
0: As Kirk Gibson came (laughs) rounding those bases. There's an authenticity to that. Mm -hmm. And, And there's a heart there. Don't worry about the heart for Lasorda. Has never to all of us been the problem.
1: Can I tell you a couple? Will you indulge me for a second course, about Tommy course, Lasorda? Because I've course. actually been blessed in my life to to spend some time with Tommy. And that is because my dad befriended him hmm. and has been his friend for a really long time. And so two stories I just think I want to share with you that I think are really cute and they're quick. I'd be uh, happy to hear them. I want One to hear them. is about the heart of Tommy Lasorda. You just brought it up his wife is Joe and uh, what makes me sicker than anything is that Tommy is probably not allowed to have visitors because of covid i think that's a, if you listen to the show with any regularity you know that that i think that's an atrocity that this is just it's inhumane to have people can, who cannot be together when they're in Syri- when they need when they need their family advocates they can't have them and i think that's a terrible thing but Joe his wife so uh, i had dinner with Tommy <laughs> and at this dinner, I was asked it him. Was it Italian food, may I ask? This was actually, it's the same dinner that this happened. It was at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Okay. Tommy okay. loves Roos Chris. He loves Italian food. And he hated the movie Moneyball, by the way. <laughs> hated it. If he thinks it's, I can't even use the words to describe uh, what Tommy Lasorda it, thinks about right. Moneyball, but <laughs> it, it ain't good. So to, I asked Tommy, I said, so tell me about you and Joe. Tell me about your life. And he gets this big grin on his face, the so, Tommy Lasorda smile that probably only Joe and the Dodgers could bring to him, right? And so he's Kirk a,
0: Gibson specifically. When he
1: was playing in the minors, <laughs> he was walking to the dugout. And as he was walking to the dugout, he was looking up at the crowd and he saw this beautiful woman in the crowd and he said he just had to know who she was. And so after the game, he went up, he introduced himself, he asked her out, and that's where he met his wife. Like he plucked her literally from the stands. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Dodger fan and you used to see Tommy Lasorda wave up every time he was on the field, he'd walk and wave into the dugout. Yeah. He was, we thought, and he probably was to some extent, waving at all of us, but that was his sign as he was waving to his wife to let him know because that's how they met the very first time was when he was walking into the dugout, which I think was just incredibly sweet and amazing to be plucked out of a crowd by someone who just knows that you're the one. But everybody knows Tommy's appetite, right? He was famous. If you lived in Los of Angeles, course. you saw him do the Slim Fast commercial. He was always I battling his weight. He loved to I, eat.
0: I, I do not know Tommy Lasorda. I know Tommy Lasorda as most of us know him through the authentic person he has been on the in the public arena. I saw him one time in New York City. Mm-hmm. In Little Italy, oh, of course. forget about been. it. And I and no, I didn't speak. I just went, whoa, that's Tommy Lasorda."
1: <laughs> better not to when you're in Little Italy with Tommy right, Better to maybe. stay away because <laughs> um, don't interrupt the dinner. But every year it, for the last five years or so, one of the – well, the gift I give my dad for Christmas is that we go to spring training together. It's become mm-hmm. a new tradition for us. We have a great time. And the first year that we were there – Tommy was there. And so my dad calls him up and says, Tommy, you want to have dinner? He's like, oh, Mike, I'd really love to, but I'm going to be meeting. And I can't remember. It's one of the Dodgers who passed away. His his wife was there, and he was going on to dinner with her. And he's like, but let me see what I could do. Maybe I can just stop by and meet you later on. <laughs> Where are you going? And when my dad said he was going to Roost Chris, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. So <laughs> he goes to have dinner. Eats a full dinner, comes to the Roost Chris in Phoenix, Arizona,
0: and you're there. And we're there. We had already gotten there. We
1: were already sitting. He walks in, he sits down, he goes, "Oh no, I can't. I already ate." And then the waitress comes over. goes, Well, I'll look at the menu. He orders (laughs) a steak. He gets the steak. He the sides come. Everybody gets their food, and he sees everybody's side dishes. He goes, "Well, maybe I need a few sides." So then he ordered about three side dishes. So he eats all of that, and then the lady, the waitress comes and offers dessert. And He goes, "Oh no, 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 no! I couldn't. I couldn't eat anything." Keep in mind, he's already eating dinner. So she goes, wouldn't you like to see the dessert tray? And I think by the time that dessert tray came, we had one of everything on the table (laughs) because I think Tommy was into one of at least all of the desserts at Ruth's Chris. It was very sweet. His passion for life and food and baseball is fantastic. God love him. 93, we're praying for you, Tommy. And uh, we want you to make a full and speedy recovery.
0: Whew. We, we, uh, living living and he and he and he he's fights now with some challenges we're all saying prayers for Tommy Absolutely Lasorda right. fighting at 93 come on Tommy we 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 know we've
1: that. got another championship to win for crying <laughs> right. out loud and Tommy, another we could dessert do it again
0: another dessert or another entree with me some Jen somewhere that's, right. that's a great story Jennifer thank you for that
1: oh I love I love him he is so much fun to listen to and he really tells you you have a colorful conversation when you talk <laughs> I, to Tommy I about baseball do, yeah. <laughs> all right also some good news to celebrate today. Four astronauts uh, have uh, taken off the SpaceX flight. We talked about it uh, being scheduled to leave Friday. It was delayed because of the weather, which we had anticipated could be a possibility. Well, now the astronauts are on their way to the International Space Station. They boarded the SpaceX capsule yesterday. They took off and it was a successful launch. Mike Hopkins, Shannon Walker, Victor Glover, and Sochi Noguchi from Japan all took off. This is significant. Because every time the United States wants to go to the space station, we have to pay Russia, and I'm not kidding here, like $50 million to hitch a ride to the International Space Station. So uh. by bringing this back to America, by making this a trip that we can do now when we want and need to do it, thanks to the folks at SpaceX because this is a big deal.
0: No doubt. I wonder about the, the, the landing there at SpaceX and the, and the weightlessness in outer space. But for these four astronauts, brave folks. Are they complicated by the social distancing guidelines in <laughs> They actually outer have space? to
1: quarantine. No joke about that. They quarantine really extensively before they go so that they don't bring anything with them.
0: Well, because there's a Dr. Fauci up there. He says you must float six feet from the
1: astronaut. <laughs> That's right. Closest. And wear a helmet at all times. Victor Glover, by the way, it was pointed out by our enforcer, Katie, that he is from uh, Pomona. So – a fantastic. local boy oh, in fantastic. space right thank now
0: thank you sir thank you victor
1: that's right all right a judge hitting back against gavin newsom plus some new shutdowns are underway as your monday morning answer continues
0: news and talk you can trust the morning answer with brian woodman and jennifer horn
1: Thanks for joining us. It's Monday, starting off the work week with Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. We thank you for joining us. We want to remind you, if you want to verify this election, if you are supporting President Trump and uh, some Republicans, their effort to uh, verify the results of this important 2020 election, go to our website right now, am870theanswer.com. You can sign the petition. It is happening with Salem Radio throughout the country. All of our stations, all of our national hosts, getting together to uh, make sure that we show support to the president and pressure our elected officials to verify the election. All you have to do is put in your name and your zip code and you will join the thousands of other Salem radio listeners who have done the same.
0: And I sense that there are uh, there's more than a few of us who do believe in the world's greatest democracy in human history that God's ever given the planet in the United States of America. Every election, every expression of democracy, every vote should be verified. And that is not a controversial thing to say. It is not controversial to say in America we ought to verify our election results. Exactly. So we've gotten to a place uh, unusually because of circumstances all around where it's it's becoming controversial. But let's remember who we are. We're Americans and we vote and we have taken this theory of democracy and just representative democracy and displayed to to, to eternity that we can do it very, very well.
1: Yeah, we, and we uh, want to be that with, example.
0: It starts with counting votes.
1: If we want democracy to uh, to to run thrive. across the globe and thrive, you're right. Then this because is because we have to show people how to do it and how to th- do it right.
0: There are people in other pockets of the world who every other person in the world who's not in America and Americans, of course, look to our great country to lead. The shining city on a hill, as the late President Reagan called it. Well, if we demonstrate that we can't count votes and do elections efficiently, properly and accurately and faithfully upholding democratic principles. Well, what is the rest of the world that's struggling yeah. to get where we are going to think of that?
1: It's absolutely right. Now, you did a little digging around, and I can't believe it. I guess I must have posted this on Facebook, and <laughs> and I forgot. But we actually, we were talking about Tommy Lasorda sending great prayers, uh, big prayers to Tommy Lasorda and his family today for a full recovery, 93 years old, having some heart issues. He is in the hospital in Orange County today, and I was telling uh, you before the break that I had opportunities to meet Tommy Lasorda which was amazing I and I had dinner with him and he was very colorful always when he when he talks he's just a colorful guy. Wait a minute, blue. I know everything. Dodger blue, blue and language that is blue. Dodger blue,
0: Dodger <laughs> exactly. blue language as well.
1: So uh, Whitman d- dug around a little bit, and apparently, I actually put this up on Facebook. I forgot this was Go a ahead. bit, yeah, a bit of our conversation from that Roos Chris in Phoenix a few and, years ago.
0: And your dad, the legendary Mike Horn, Michael Horn is a broadcast innovator. Truly, is a pioneer. It, we love Jen and the voice sad. of the I, Larry Elder Show. And the vo- he, the say that's See? Mike. That's Shen said. So always he, oh, it he, was on the record with Tom. Me and they were sitting. I think it might have been Bruce Chris, It's many yeah. years ago. You can hear. You'll hear the restaurant in the background. So we apologize if that doesn't kind. Of, if you so you hear Jen's dad. I guess ask Tommy Lasorda about Dave Kingman because right. this was they were eating and you're talking a huge about old
1: times. Dodger I mean, no, fan, big right? historic moment, So this is the restaurant. Let's see here. Had... What's your
0: opinion, What's opinion of Kingman's
1: performance?
0: What's well, my opinion of Kingman's King. performance? What the f- you think is my opinion of it? I think it was f- f- put that in. I don't f- opinion of his performance. He beat us with three home runs. What the f***ing you mean? What is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his of, of, of his performance? He hit three home runs. I'm f- off to lose a f- game. And you asked me my opinion of this performance.
1: I tell you that uh, that uh, that audio there. Plan. Yeah, and yeah. then the They had not came, even so ordered so appetizers. Yeah, they it, had not
0: even ordered appetizers. Right,
1: but once the food point. came everything settled down a little. Well, bit.
0: you talk less when the food comes. <laughs> if you're me, if you're Tommy, if you're any guy who enjoys a meal, the, the conversation sort of i love that moment when you're reading with a group of people remember we used to do that big tables oh, yeah. of people and we would talk. about news i'm still
1: doing it up in, in uh, <laughs> yeah in it Africa. turns out
0: on i guess thursday of last week but everybody's talk 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 and it can be about uh, you know uh, fun things or serious things or just interesting things and then the food the first thing you hear is the plates hit the table and then just quiet and everyone's just quiet everyone's <laughs> eating and i'm the one who usually goes like this Nobody has anything to say. Just And they look at me and say, keep eating, Brian. You do it well. Everybody (laughs) just keeps eating. I love that moment because everyone's truly having the same experience.
1: When it all gets quiet. All right. If you are hearing my voice in L.A. County, uh, buckle in. If you're in the car, make sure those seatbelts are really tightly fastened because the uh, t- hands, uh,
0: On the wheel, 10 and 2. 9 and 3 used to be when we were kids. No. Oh, no. It's 9 and 3 now, not 10 and 2. I repeat, as a, as someone who doesn't drive, what am I doing? It's not 10 and 2 anymore. It's 9 and 3.
1: That's right. And uh, if you're at home, lock yourself into that recliner because it seems that L.A. County is on its way to more restrictive shutdown measures. And not just L.A. County, turns out. The governor, who is fresh off being caught at the French Laundry with people from more than three households, more than 12 people, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle says 20 people from 12 different households, actually, Uh, all getting together on uh, eating at the French Laundry, he's answering for. But apparently they are going to getting giving us more restrictions because coronavirus cases are going up. So even what? even though we've been doing shutdowns and masking and social distancing for months, and even though that obviously hasn't been working, if the cases are going up, we're going to do more of it. And it's, some of that means a curfew, at least that's what they're batting around in L.A. County, and maybe moving businesses that have just gotten to go back inside back outside once again.
0: It truly is, guys, as zany as the governor doing this. Um, I, 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 I don't want to do the impression because it's this zany. Yes, we have to close businesses. Uh, they have to because we have a surge of cases. People can't be getting together. And the big thing, by the way, if you have people – from three families or more represented in this group together at some event, you can't do it. It's, you ought not do it because the numbers are going up 3,000 cases in one day and then it happened in a second day. first time, two days in a row haven't happened, happened since July. so I'm making the I'm extending these and I'm moving forward with this. now if you'll excuse me, my private party is in the banquet, and I have about 20 people to. Support.
1: right, it's that off the wall and it's that hypocrisy. And then he walks in there and then guess what? He does it. He hangs at that party. Yeah. Gavin he, Newsom he, came out and apologized on Friday saying that he followed the rules of the restaurant, but oh. he realizes that he was not representing the rules that he has set for oh. California. And here's what I, I you know, I've been this hearing a lot guy, about following the science, Brian. This
0: is the, it's a guy who told us how to eat food. How yeah, this is the to guy. And I'm sure he
1: was not wearing a mask uh, in between bites, but <laughs> which is what they told us to do. He did. If we're following the science, tell me again what page I have missed in the science handbook when know. we decide that the disease only comes out at a certain time. So we're going to impose a curfew because the disease only comes out after ten o'clock. Is that what it is? That coronavirus only happens at about ten thirty-five on Friday night, not at nine forty-five. That's one thing. The other is that I there have rest- something to
0: tell about that. Well,
1: though. and the other is that they're restricting. If you're doing the holidays, they say Thanksgiving. They say you can only have three households in your house. So you're telling me that that if I stick to three households, no one's getting COVID? I mean, it's just, it's arbitrary, it's crazy, doesn't make any sense. And these are the people who are telling us to follow the science, but they're making up stupid rules.
0: I am going to say this without any, I'm not vilifying uh, public health officials. And when I say this, and I'm not, and I'm not being anything less than totally sympathetic and trying to understand what business owners, specifically restaurant owners are going through right now, because here's what the government really can't say out loud because it's embarrassing and kind of crazy. Because they don't want crowds because the transmission of COVID-19. So here's what they would like to say. We want you to open up your business, but we mathematically really want to make it impossible for your business to thrive. And that's we want what they're to, doing, though. Because if you're a crowd-based business... Oh, you can't have crowds. But that's
1: what we do. I mean, already they're limiting capacity. Already they're making uh, certain safety protocols that have to be met. Literally, they're asking L.A. and by extension, the rest of California to just shut down, to just close up shop and get out. It is really pretty horrendous. It's it's too much. Now, uh, there was a MAGA march that happened this weekend in Washington, D.C. That MAGA march marched right past the White House. Too much
0: file as well. <laughs> I say that you grab that.
1: <laughs> but did the media give it the attention it deserved? As your Monday Morning Answer continues.
0: Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. On your Monday Morning Answer, <laughs> Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horne.
0: Gatorade, Coca-Cola with the carbonation through the nose at 8.51 in the morning. Now, just... there was a lot. I, you have to know, folks, we're back on your morning answer Friday to tell you about the election, who's going to be present, all this COVID closures right here on the morning answer. There was significant silence, not, at, not frustrated, n- nothing but love. There was no uh, anger. Jennifer and I just happened to be silent for about 60 seconds, seeing each other looking, sharing silence after I told her rather <laughs> – Bizarre story, and we all just sat there, both in like for about a minute of no words, not a word.
1: And then you,
0: you go know, on the air.
1: You know what actually then made me laugh is that I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I went, "He's not weird." I set my cat on fire last night.
0: <laughs> you see what I mean? Do so, you know, folks,
1: do you know that I actually really did set the cat?
0: <laughs> I would tell the audiences, it's Monday, and it's Monday in a in a in a year of terrible days, and probably worse Mondays. But we all have hope, and we live a life, and we're blessed. Here's the thing. If you feel this morning, you're dragging a little bit, <laughs> or maybe your spouse is on, you screwed something up over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe you had a conflict with someone, as I had with an Uber driver who lied to me about his location and described for Jennifer in vivid detail why I was angry and the verbal exchange I had with the driver, ending in total discomfort for both of us in that car. Silence. I share my wacky insane asylum story. All the while she's sitting there acting sort of like the one who's got it together only to reveal, I guess yesterday, you I, I just want to you set your cat on fire.
1: I have a picture. I can't even lie about a
0: picture in your mind's eye
2: or you had a digital. Image? Okay, so
1: it's been it's a you know full disclosure. I've got um You got a lot going on. I have a lot going on. I have some family sickness and cancer sucks. Everybody knows this. It stinks. I shouldn't say that. But it's tough. Anyway, so this is going on. It's been a rough week. And I thought, you know, I'm going to decorate for Christmas because everybody's doing it early. Maybe this will cheer me up. And I just couldn't get it together. But I did pull down fall. So all the fall decorations I had, I pulled down. And I had this candle that had just like a little bit left. And I thought, I'm not putting that away for a whole year. I'm going to light that candle and just let it burn tonight, right?
0: Question, my dear. Before you decided <laughs> to light the candle and let that mother burn, question.
1: Yeah. Time of day? Oh, this was about 5 o'clock, like about 4 or 5 o'clock. I like, pulled everything to the table, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to burn this one out. I'm not going to pack burn it. Burn it, it
0: down. Let it burn well, no, down. No, it's a cute
1: little pumpkin candle. But, I understand. Right. Uh, so, wine? Wine? Not at that point, but afterwards. <laughs> Cat's wear. His cat. So I sit down on the couch. Candle's burning. I sit down. I'm like, oh, I'll watch a movie. Since I didn't decorate, I'll watch a movie.
0: There are no other humans in this room. No,
1: just me. I'm home alone. So I sit down. I'm watching the movie. The cat is, like, kind of coming over and trying to, like, you know, sit on my lap, which is unusual. Usually he she waits until nighttime hours to do that. But she came she's over and she's trying so to sure. snuggle up. And so, so I was petting her. And the next thing I know, oh, I have this sh- god-awful <laughs> smell that's, like, oh, wafting. And I'm like... What is that? Oh, <sighs> oh, God. And then I'm like, there's hair burning. <laughs> Kitty, and I turn the and look. Oh. The cat is not uh, in pain, but its tail well, has you been don't singed. Know that. You don't know that. No, she girl. didn't cry. She was purring. I was petting her. But her tail fully singed. Just.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Jennifer. <laughs>
1: She's fine. I kept checking her. I was like, you know, I'm guessing this is a, the like the equivalent her. of when, like, a new parent probably, likes lets their kid, like, roll somewhere or something. And they it's freak not. out. And the baby's fine. But the parent is like, it's a little oh, different. and scream.
0: Here's what the is. There was some there.
1: drama in the house.
0: It's, look, <laughs> easy kidding. <me. laughs> Just purr. For, we'll get some catnip for you. And also some, some, uh, some. Here, I'll show uh, you. Bandages as yeah. well for the singeing on the Ah, kitty, kitty. Jennifer, here's what... Oh, dear God. See, so just... Into, oh, my Just God. a little singe. It's... <laughs> okay. Funny. Here's the most disturbing thing, and uh, by the way... <laughs> it smelled worse. Don't shoot the messenger, because this messenger has zero credibility in terms... Uh, there's a lot of things in yeah. my home in terms of not being aware of what's going on that I have been challenged with in my life. I brought it all on myself. Here's the most disturbing thing for you, who is Ms. Together. You yeah. Oh, Okay.
1: And I you? was together. It was the cat's no. fault. Aha. Waving its tail around the I
0: kid. just was. Right. You know why she waved her tail at you? Because it was on fire, darling. I put her out and she was fine. Jennifer, this is the problem. <laughs> the moment that you learned there was a problem, you noticed it a little bit too late. The cat, and there was significant thought about the candle before you described that. The cat had to be on fire. <laughs> And you had to smell an odd... What is that? It, it, only, like it was only this hair. <laughs> I assume burning cat hair is a little different than burning human hair. Burning
1: hair of any kind does not smell good. For I the record, it totally, still smells in my house. I
0: see you totally checked out on the sofa, watching some of those reality shows you watch when you want to no, be... No, I started
1: a Christmas movie.
0: Okay, fine. You're watching Christmas and you and the cat's somewhere because the candle No, mattered. it was on my I
1: lap. I was There's, right next
0: <laughs> to Well, how about... That's even worse, Jennifer.
1: <laughs> anyway... The story is that the cat is fine. Did not cry. I the looked at it no damage to the skin. It was just a little hair removal.
0: The story right. is that the politically correct folks are right when they say we're not pet owners. We are pet guardians.
1: And I did if a bad it, job. But you know what? The cat is fine. She didn't even notice. She's fine. It had
0: a better chance mm. of being on fire as an indoor domesticated cat than an outdoor cat who's out all night in a state where there's historic fires. You're
1: right. I keep her inside for safety. All right. Let's talk about the MAGA March. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a lot going on. All right, so the MAGA march happened in Washington, D.C. So and, bad. yes? So bad. It was bad. And so, no, yes, I mean, about the cat.
0: No, no, Mr. President, we're talking about the march now.
1: So, the, uh, the tens of thousands of people, probably close to Axios is about 100,000 people. What
0: did you eyeball that as?
1: Uh, I think it was. I mean, it was a big crowd. If you look at the picture, it was a gigantic crowd. And so uh, the crowd was walking from uh, the White House. They were walking to the Supreme Court. Sebastian Gorka was there, our friend. Uh, we know lots of people from this area who actually flew to Washington, D.C. to be part of this. People came in from all over the country to Except support Gorka President was, Trump. And he to... had a cat in his lap. He was walking. Did you <laughs> yep, did that? not that? Oh, tonight? That was you. All right. So they're walking and
0: marching and they're saying, count these votes and let's make it secure.
1: Yeah. And uh, and this was the, the rallying cry. Now, here's the problem. The the March from the Trump protesters, very peaceful and nothing was burnt down. No businesses were destroyed like we've seen in some American cities. But then Antifa shows up. Black Lives Matter shows up and they start throwing things at Trump supporters, projectiles, fireworks, mystery liquids. You could imagine what that meant and uh, lots of arrests were made. And here's the thing. It was crickets from the mainstream news media. Not only did they not really pay much attention to the march actually happening, but the fact that the violence occurred and no one spoke about it, I think, is really the problem here. Because I would say to you, Whitman, if this happened at a woman's march or if this happened at A Black Lives Matter rally, we would be hearing about it. And I think if we're going to be serious, and these are the same people who are talking about unity, if people are really serious about unity, I think we need to hear from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris today. The president always gets asked to disavow this type of behavior. I think it's time for Biden and Harris to do the same thing.
0: I think that's true. I think that is a thought to leave this broadcast with, of course, returning tomorrow in this challenging year. Remember the old phrase, it's all fun and games until the cat's on fire.
1: Thanks for joining us. Make it a great Monday. It's nine o'clock.